mom's gynecologist was uh, dr gunam she always had a hold on me of all the babies she delivered i was something special even when i was studying in india she used to come to the place where i was and sit there with the legs crossed and smoke and said you keep an eye on this girl she is our vaijanti mama namah The name Kumari Ambige has become an integral thread in the rich and colorful tapestry of South Africa's Indian heritage. Born on the 27th of April 1947 to Madhimugam and Balasindamani Pale, she is the eldest of five daughters and as her doctor predicted, destined for greatness. Ambige spent her childhood in Sydney outside the Durban CBD. Far from the graceful dancer she would eventually become, she was ironically the typical tomboy my childhood was wild i was like a tomboy fighting with all the colored girls we used to get into fights on the road and i was always a winner and i thought i'll be a karate champion or a boxer i thought i'm going to be somewhere in the fighting field ambige's upbringing centered around the performing arts her father produced many stage plays in which her mother performed at the tender age of 4 her father cast her in a play at the durban city hall she would soon become a regular in his productions speaking fondly of him she said he gave her wings to fly my dad gave me freedom like he would give any boy i used to go to go swimming classes horse riding i used to go play tennis but he said no boyfriends if i catch you with a boy no career for you no india for you that's it now i had that in my mind i think any boy will come near me sorry ambige went on to build her unique brand locally she participated in istifats a competitive festival of music and dance relishing in her success i wiped the floor there with all the trophies so they had no competition actually those days when it was dance section they had tickets for it i was the main girl there i'm sorry to say that never let anybody beat me you know if you my friend outside you my friend but if you're going on stage watch it you my enemy but her eyes were set on india her father managed to rake up the fare for a modest ticket it was a 25 day journey by ship traveling in the cargo hold where the animals were kept big star like me i'm going traveling there all the journalists they said madhi you are not going to do this to this child you are taking in this condition get off the ship we'll raise funds and we'll send her properly i said no way i got the passage i'm going and i just yeah i don't care but i'm not getting off again because i got no guarantee i'm going to get onto the ship when they arrived in india they were left destitute money due to a father which was supposed to pay their way to chennai was never sent a kind tailor offered them a place to stay until they had enough money to move on for the next 6 months ambige started to learn hindi she was then offered a screen test for a new movie called evening in paris there's a master called satyanarayana at that time he says see so this girl's expression is so good camera face okay let's get her into it costume and comes brings me a dress that is like a small bikini size i had beautiful legs i never showed nobody nobody saw my legs coming out of that kind of family and now i'm going to go and show my 
thighs and legs and do this dance and go back to South Africa, my community will whack me. I told Appa, no, I'm not doing this role. Evening in Paris with Shami Kapoor. Culture was my first priority. Refusing to abandon her conservative upbringing, another opportunity beckoned. This time, she was able to stay true to her values while showcasing her African heritage. It was one of the hugest hall in uh, Asia. All the big stars performed. Gopi Krishna was there, Lata, you name it. The greats all were there and I had to perform. Guess what? Zulu dancing, two items. And they were going to pay me 6,000 rupees. My dad said, you want to do it? I said, yeah, of course. With her well-earned 60,000 rupees, she was finally on her way to her initial destination, Chennai. She spent the next four and a half years establishing herself in both Natyam and Kathak dance styles, and soon her fame began to spread. She was asked to return to South Africa as a guest performer by a local Tamil school to raise funds. While back home, she caught the eye of a suitor. And then his evil eyes fell on me and just didn't budge. So he wouldn't take a no. He doesn't understand what no means. The suitor's name was Phil Nepal, a businessman and show promoter. He asked her to perform for his family production company in another fundraising venture. But when it was time to return to India, the Tamil school refused to pay, saying she had breached their contract. In the meantime, Nepal was hot on her heels. While thinking only, this guy was thinking for me and took over my life and gave me two children and he's 47 years but one thing good he understood me how important my stage was and he was a Casanova in those days whatever I did he supported me throughout however backstage their relationship was a roller coaster of a romance without even me giving him the job he became my manager he started talking for me he started doing things for me and I kept on being a rebel I said no I'm not living with you. I'm going to take my baby and going away to India. You stay where you are. He just wouldn't budge. I went away to India. He came. He jumped on a running train to Chennai. Never bought a ticket. Crazy guy. In the end, he says, you know what? I'm fed up of talking to you to come back home. But I want to tell you the truth. What? Your father's dying. That was enough to get her back on a ship to Durban. I love my father to bits. Was it true? No. I picked up my child. I picked up my suitors. I came back home. I came back home, my father's sitting there. Happy to see me, but I wasn't because it wasn't the truth. Why? He said, no, I wanted you back home. I can't live without you. Now back home, two children later, and with India still on her mind, Ambigay continued to make waves in the industry. As a versatile artist, Ambigay successfully composed and recorded many songs, from classical Tamil to the more upbeat, I like to move it. When I started singing, then I found I'm moving the pulse here now. So that's when I wrote that move it, and I wrote that everybody, I want to pata pata, that was... So I just tried. My Tamil songs are very prim and proper. But English is a little bit jolly. But her relationship with Nepal dominated many aspects of her life, including her career. My husband was breathing over my shoulders 24-7 from 1972. They say when Kumari is coming, Nepal will be behind her or in front of her. And he's been my bodyguard and my number one fan. He was like quite a bully. He wouldn't want me to go where I want to go. He kept me under wraps all the time. But he didn't stop me going on stage. That was 
the great thing. But he said, you go and perform for anybody other than my production when you was young. I will destroy your face. Nepal opened a school to give Ambigay an opportunity to pass down her skill to the next generation of dancers. I owe him all this. I said, I opened the school for you. I need to teach the children. I'm eagerly waiting. 1970, I opened the school. It's still running. How many children have gone through those doors? Many, but the ones that really went past my fingers, I made them into stars, 110. Now, at the age of 71, Ambigay is still teaching. Ask her the highlight of her career and she describes the moment she sang for the late struggle icon Nelson Mandela when he visited Phoenix north of Durban shortly after his release from prison. The ANC member said, Kumari, would you come and do the show? Old man is coming. And I said, I'm glad. No pay, no problem. So I went on stage, took the mic, the helipad landed and he's walking up the stage. As I was singing, he comes, hey, how are you? And he comes and shakes my hand. My, my heart could have stopped. Regrets? Ambigay only has one. I never rode a bicycle. And that's the only regret. But I will try before my day that I will try and ride a bicycle.